Katie Armor raised the standard. Finally, AR500 steel core body armor that comfortably conforms to the chest and torso. Unique design distributes weight, feeling lighter, increases mobility, and lessens fatigue. Introducing the Combat Quad Bend CQB, a revolutionary plate-forming process that caters to the end user. The CQB is an industry game-changer, a must-have for the ladies. Available now, only at katiearmor.com, C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Come and take it. In ancient times, man roamed the earth in a constant state of hunting or being hunted. Introducing Caveman, where cutting-edge science meets ancient super nutrients. Secure your bottle right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for calling 911. Due to the defunding as a result of the marches against police brutality, there are no officers available to respond to your emergency. At the end of this message, please describe in detail why you are calling, and a member of our team will return your call within four to five business days. Our services now include social workers, therapists, and mediators. For example, if somebody is robbing your house, we will send out a mediator in four to five days to kindly ask them to stop. If this is a life-threatening emergency, please hang up and ask your higher being to help you. You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. They are coming. Coming for us all. Unstoppable force of men forged into iron with their fires and machinery of war. Driven before them are those who betray everything beyond a greed, hate, and anger. Do you betray everything and decide to free your hide? Or will you take your best and stand for the fight? Fight for your life, for what is dearest to you, for honor and death. Let your name be worthy of you. But remember, the war consumes us all.
But a kingdom that has once been destroyed can never come again into being, nor can the dead ever be brought back to life. May the blessing of tear be upon you.
right, welcome to the Resolution Radio Network at ResolutionAudio.com. You are listening to the St. Thomas Show, and I'm your wild and crazy-ass host. That's right, girls. Sunny motherfucking tea, you whiny little bitches. <laughs> oh, yes, we are definitely fucking live, and we are kicking it tonight. Start with a little overkill from the upcoming brand-new album, Scorched. We've got The Surgeon. You check out the video on YouTube, and... Um, Interesting little video there it is uh, for the upcoming new album. There was some delays getting this record out due to the COVID bullshit and some other crap. Um, some little bit of delays in between recording. Plus, they've, they've switched one of their guitarists out. He went to another band, I think, and then he got fired after that. So I did see something on Blabbermouth about it, but um, that's about the last one I heard of it. I couldn't tell you exactly who it is. Because the other guys don't matter. Because they keep changing them all the time. So as long as DD and Blitz are in there, we're good. We've got overkill. All right. So uh, looking forward to seeing them live again, though. Um, Goddamn, last time I saw them five years ago on the uh, Grinding Wheel tour at Odd Bodies in Dayton. Holy shit, dude. It's been years since I've seen Probably since 2007. Fuck. Man. If you've ever been to a Motorhead concert and survived, uh, Overkill is about the closest thing you're going to get to, like a Motorhead show, dude. Oh, my God. You have not fucking survived. You have not lived until you've been to a Motorhead concert. Woohoo! Especially Wasp in 97 on, like, their heaviest album. Damn! That's some fucking shit. But anyways, all right. So you can call us at 607-203-5423. It's air code 607-203-5423. You can find us on various social media. We are on Getter, Gab, Twitter, Telegram, Parlor, Sonny Thomas Show. You can also find us at Resolution Radio on Getter, Gab, Twitter. Now, the difference is on that is... Resolution RDO and the number one because my main account's still locked out. So, uh, but you can go to Resolution RDO one on Twitter and be able to uh, follow me there as well. And um, interesting stuff there. But uh, yeah, so we got a lot, a lot of cool stuff. Um, they're on a lot of those uh, social media sites, and uh, we have been steadily growing that over time as well. Interesting people have been following me on some of these uh, ones. Actually, I've noticed uh, uh, at least two state of Ohio senators. No, yes. Now, the one's a state senator and one might be the secretary of state. <laughs> hey, man, you're always going to learn something. Check out STS on these social media platforms because you will learn something, that's for sure. All right, we got a lot to cover this evening. Uh, the release date, by the way, for that um, Overkill album is April 14th. You can get it on vinyl. Um, yeah, they got a lot of shit going on on, actual, on this one here. Let's look at this real quick right here. Blabber mouth. You, it will be available as a, on CD jewel case, uh, CD and signed postcard bundle, CD long bots. Wow, 
they're doing long boxes again. Um, fluorescent green cassette and colored vinyl. So you'll be able to uh, get multiple formats of that uh, new Overkill album as well. So there is a video that's out for The Surgeon, the track I just played. And you can also go to uh, there, and there's a link for a live shot that they did in Germany recently. Um, Wicked, Wicked Place, September 11th of last year at the Oberhausen in Germany. And um, good stuff there. So always always good to see Overkill, that's for sure. One of those bands you see them live, you'll never forget them, that's for sure. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I'm not a big, huge Overkill fan. I do like uh, some of their stuff. They have a tendency to oftentimes get real repetitive. Uh, but they have definitely have a distinctive sound. Nobody sounds like the Overkill, that's for sure. Uh, between Blitz as well as DD's uh, playing style, nobody really sounds like Overkill, that's for sure. Uh, as far as the thrash metal stuff goes, um, Test still my favorite thrash metal band, that's for sure. Uh, those guys definitely don't suck. And but I will say this though, I have seen. I finally saw Death Angel. Uh, let's see, yes, it was actually almost a year ago, uh, in Columbus. And I tell you what, man, I cannot wait to see those fuckers again. They are badass uh, live. I was very impressed. And uh, definitely looking forward to seeing them alive again, that's for sure. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm on the Death Angels website just to see if there's any information so far. The last I saw was, ooh, I got some shit popping up. Ooh, they got some gigs in May. Oh, yeah. They are on tour. Oh, shit. Oh, when are they going to come anywhere near here? Oh, 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 you bastards. Damn. Okay, so it looks like they're playing some of the... they got a big show going on. There's a major Clash of the Titans tour. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they got May and June dates. All right, so Clash of the Titans, they got uh, Sepultura or Sepultura, Creator, Death Angel, and Spirit World. That'd be interesting. God damn, that's a lot of thrash. Talk about fucking Wall of Death. Woo, shit. So, Harrisburg, PA, on May 12th. You got Worcester, Massachusetts, Niagara Falls, New York, Silver Springs, Maryland, Keys Rocks, Pennsylvania, Charlotte, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, Dallas, Texas, San Antonio, Phoenix, San Diego, LA, San Francisco, Seattle, Vancouver, Salt Lake, Denver, Minneapolis, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, New York. So nothing really much here in the Midwest. Uh, closest you're going to get is Pennsylvania. So that hell sucks, but, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Good shit, though. Um, always uh, listen to that band a little bit off and on uh, when I was younger. Uh, but I, the, some of their albums the last few years have been pretty rock solid, especially the Wolf Trilogy. Uh, some good stuff there, but I tell you what, um, they are fucking phenomenal live, dude. They will kick your ass and make you cry for your mommy. 
That's the best way to describe Death Angel. Okay, so we got some stuff we're going to dive into. Uh, got some interesting things we want to cover. Just saw this as I was signing on. Gateway Pundit. Stunning admission. Democrat minority leader Hakeem Jeffries says resolution condemning socialist tyrants undermines House Democrats' agenda. Yeah, let me read that again. Democrat minority leader Hakeem Jeffries says resolution condemning socialist tyrants undermines House Democrats' agenda. House Republicans brought forth legislation on Thursday condemning socialism and violent socialist dictators. Democrats don't know what to do. Uh, let's see what else here. Uh, minority leader Hakeem Jeffries argued the vote against the horrors of socialism undermined the House Democrats' agenda. Wow. Hakeem Jeffries says, bringing to the floor of the House of Representatives today a resolution on socialism to condemn some dictators that we all condemn. But understand the goal of this phony, fake, and fraudulent resolution just to somehow provide cover for extreme MAGA Republicans try to undermine an agenda that is designed to lift up the health, safety, and well-being of the American people. You might understand what the fuck that guy just said. Well, let's hear his own fucking words. To bring to the floor of the House of Representatives today a resolution on socialism. Listen to that fucking list, man. That guy's a fucking yard ape like you can't imagine. No, this guy's definitely from the hood, man. He just holds his butt tight. Now watch this. To condemn some dictators that we all condemn. But understand, the goal of this phony, fake, and fraudulent resolution is just to somehow provide cover for extreme MAGA Republicans to try to undermine an agenda that is designed to lift up the health, safety, and well-being of the American people. Okay, whatever, dude. In other words, he's full of shit. Listen to that guy talk, man. This is your fucking leader in the House of Representatives uh, for fucking Democrats? Wow. Not only the Overton window has slides so far to the fucking left, but you guys found the dumbest motherfucker you could find just because he's got a fucking sepia skin color. I mean, seriously. That just goes to show you just how bad the Democrat Party is. I have actually called, when I was in the local GOP, I call for the outright abolition of the Democrat Party of the United States, but more specifically, that's Democratic Socialists um, of America wing, which is what AOC is actually involved in, because of the simple fact that their agenda is the most anti-American thing you can imagine. Our enemies actually have more American-friendly anti-American agendas than the Democrat Party does. And we all know what happens. When you start letting minorities positions of power and influence, they always got to fuck over whitey. That's what they do. Night, I saw an article recently, 15 cities of the most dangerous cities in America are all run by Democrats. And arguably, 80% of those are all elected minorities, specifically blacks. So not only do they allow crime to run loose and everything else, but they're so incompetent, they can't even find their, their big black butts of two hands. So, I mean, seriously, you look at that fucking, that, uh, that Crypt Keeper uh, that wants to be the new, if they're going to redo Beetlejuice, they need to get this bitch. Because I tell you what, I've seen so many memes with her looking like Beetlejuice that I think even Michael Keaton would kind of go, yeah, uh, I'm the ghost with the most, babe. 
but she's really got it going on. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, I can see that ugly ass fucking Keffer being the fucking the new Beetlejuice. That would be some funny ass shit. Seriously, funny shit. But again, this is what happens when you elect people, man. You know, elections have consequences, and this is a prime example of that. But we need to get more people to be vocal at these meetings. Be vocal when you're in your parties. You know, I had a reputation of mine that majority of the time I was a sole nay vote. I also was very outspoken against them rubber stamping a lot of the um, uh, motions that they put forward. Can we ever debate after this fucking shit? We are a political body. We have every right to debate this shit. They did everything they could. And I think they did that on purpose so I wouldn't fucking raise my hand and get up on that podium. They were scared of me. So that's one of the things that fucking um, definitely got me fucking going. So, you know, they just don't want to fuck with sunny motherfucking tea because they know I won't put up with any shit. But I just got so tired of being marginalized. I mean, seriously. What really pissed me off is when they're really pushing these red flag laws. We went up to fucking Columbus and was uh, with different groups and stuff and uh, protested this. All I had to do is someone say, oh, this guy's got, a, got an issue. They've got a, they might hurt somebody. And then they use it as an excuse to go and take your guns from you. They're finding everything they can to infringe your constitutional right to bear arms. So that's the biggest issue. My main thing was that the chairman, Jeff Monroe, is also not only a Second Amendment fucking, obviously, supporter. The guy runs a gun shop, for fuck's sake, in Lebanon. So I'm sitting there going, really, dude? You run a fucking gun shop? You won't even put, even if you didn't want to add my fucking uh, rhetoric to the post, you could have still sent the email of the event because it was within everyone's interests. And one thing I, I said in my last speech here, I said, we have to call up the enemy for who they are and realize we better get them because they're coming for us. And these guys aren't going to stop. They're going to go full tilt. They're going to come at you full blast. And they're not going to rest until every Republican's rotting in a gulag archipelago, or swinging from a fucking noose in a very tall tree. I'm telling you, it's coming, motherfuckers. You better be getting your shit straight. And we cannot rely on the GOP to be the default political party for us as whites. Those days are gone. I agree with Barry Goldwater that the problem with the Republican Party is the evangelicals. We need to kick them the fuck out. Because one of the things that drives me nuts about that shit is if you don't follow their agenda, they don't support you. Oh, you're going to be pro-life. Oh, it's good. It's your second amendment. Are you pro-Jesus? Oh, please. I thought you need Jesus. I don't need no Ashua. I don't need no fucking Yahweh. I don't need your shit. Personally, I don't want any fucking religion. But if I have a religion of choice, I support the fucking the belief system of my blood. Hail Odin. And actually, even the gods long before the Vikings came, because of the fact that it was our gods, our Germanic gods, that we fucking praised and prayed to when we f- stood up against the Romans and kept them at the Rhine. That's right, motherfuckers. Those gods are what made Deutschland the heart of Europa. All right, some other things I wanted to cover here uh, this evening. Um, got some very interesting stuff coming up. Um, as far as... Um, Get a chance to follow me on again on social media. 
definitely on Telegram, go to the Sunny Thomas Show. I post there uh, daily a lot of stuff. Um, I come across some very good channels on Telegram recently. And one of them I came across, actually, I posted three awesome um, displays on there that are very good things to try out. Here's one that says, How to Treat Someone for Shock. And it has a six-panel display on how to deal with somebody with shock. Um, one, lay the person down and elevate their legs and feet about a foot off the ground and keep them still. Two, treat any obvious injuries, including wounds, burns, or fractures. Three, loosen tight clothing, especially around the neck, chest, and waist. Four, the person warm, keep the person warm with a blanket or extra jacket. Five, monitor the person's skin color. Breathing and heart rate at regular intervals. Note any changes. Do not give them any food or drink. Six, reposition. Person to the side if they begin vomiting to help prevent choking. Things like this that some of us may remember from Cub Scouts but have forgotten because we haven't done it in so fucking long. Here's the second one. Uh, how to make a sling from an, for an injured arm. One, take a square piece of fabric and fold it into a triangle. Two, drape it over the injured shoulder with the long side towards the middle of the torso and the triangle's top point facing away. Align the injured arm so that the elbow is at the triangle's top point and the wrist is in the middle of the triangle's base. Four, bring the other end of the triangle up over the injured arm and uninjured shoulder. Five, tie the two ends of the triangle together at the side of the neck. It notes that the wrist should rest slightly above the elbow. And pad the knot so the sling is more comfortable to wear long term. In other words, if you have, in this particular case, if you have an extra pair of socks, tie it under where you've tied the knot. Little things like that. Even things on how to milk a cow. You know, milking old Elsie is not just a term, man. You need to know the basics and how to do this stuff. And the reason why I underscore this is because uh, I was listening to Jones the way home today, and just reminded us that they are doing their damnedest to try to fucking screw us. We're starting to see things like what's going on in South Africa. Um, he reported that actually Austin, Texas, is starting to have power outages. Um, so they're already starting to have blackouts and brownouts, like we know in some parts of California, especially in L.A. In South Africa, they have what's called load shedding. And what they do is they purposely turn the damn electric off for X amount of hours sometimes several times a day. And uh, the biggest problem with that is you can't get anything done. I mean, if you've got a generator or an inverter, that's fine. You might be able to still do some computer work. But unless the cell phone towers, Internet's still working in some capacity, you're screwed. So I don't know how they could even expect their businesses to be able to perform so they could even fleece them for money when they can't even do their damn jobs. Yet the government buildings are usually on private businesses, corporations, nah, unless you pay a shitload of money, um, you're going to have to suffer, just like everybody else. Okay, it's an interesting show coming up. Um, Brett Michaels is going to have a, uh, a whole concert tour this summer, and it looks like he's got a very impressive lineup. Um, he's going to have with him Brett Michael's special guest, 
when he hits the road this summer, he'll bring a party with him everywhere he goes. Uh, to get your get you up to date, here's the scheme on each of his VIP opening acts that would join him throughout his dozen show Party Gras tour. Steve Augury served as Journey's lead singer from 1998 to 06 while singing lead for the group. He toured extensively with the band and provided vocals for the song Remember Me from the hit movie Armageddon. These days, he fronts a group called Underworld and maintains a career as a solo artist. Mark McGrath is the face of Sugar Ray, which broke the world undeniable hits like Fly, Every Morning, and Sunday. He was named People's Magazine's Sexist Rocker of 1998. Still, you may recognize him most from his hosting extensive extra, Don't Forget the Lyrics, and Killer Karaoke. Night Ranger is obviously most well-known for their shitty fucking ballad, Sister Christian. <clears throat> I hate that fucking song with a passion. They have so much better songs like You Can Still Rock in America. And actually, some of the shit off their newer albums is actually pretty rock solid. But anyways, um, they're going to be playing with them as well. And Jefferson Starship keeps the legacy of classic rock group Jefferson Airplane Live, featuring a few original members from the group that brought the world White Rabbit and Somebody to Love. Uh, the quintet features original member Dave Freiberg and has a few mega hits of their own, including Miracles, Count on Me, and Runaway. Of course, they also did uh, a lot of big hits in the in the 1980s. So, um, they will be touring, and the closest that it looks like they're coming to here is they will be playing at the French Lake Springs Resort and Casino of French Lake, Indiana. Also playing at the Morrow County Fairgrounds in Mount Gilead, Ohio. Uh, looks like as far as more closer gigs here, they will be playing at the uh, Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center, Noblesville, Indiana, which is basically just north of Indianapolis. And those are the closest dates. That particular show in Indianapolis is going to be July 30th. Tickets are only $27 a piece. Um. The Mount Gilead show is $66. That's where they start. I'm assuming that's out in the fucking, out the grass. And, yeah. So, that's it for that particular gig. So, uh, and Ozzy Osbourne looks like he's done touring. Apparently, um, he's still having a hard time recovering from the spinal um, cord surgery that he had recently done. Because he had some... uh, Dilidating effects from the ATV flip over that he did in uh, was it 2003 or 2013? One or two. Anyway, so uh, looks like the crazy train has made its final stop. Legendary Osborne Rocker has announced his retirement from touring. So I mean, hell, even on Lois album cover, he's let his hair go gray at the top. So I mean, you know, he's done, man. At least he was able to finish Black Sabbath with the end. So I thought that was pretty cool. All right, so um, that's about the uh, most on that particular situation as far as some music goes. Um, the the uh, Groundhog did see his shadow, so we got six more weeks of winter. Uh, this is something that I saw yesterday that I heard a caller on Jones had mentioned as well, and decided to look it up myself. Apparently, the... Um, the black guy, the the football player that supposedly had a cardiac arrest on the field, we're assuming he was he took the death shot. Um, Damar Hamlin, uh, apparently they think he's a clone. Um, some interesting stuff going on here in this particular story. Clone is up and running. 
NFL fans critique Damar Hamlin's first video since his cardiac arrest. Why can't these guys ever have normal names? Damar? Jesus. Oh, of course, written by Bethany Cohen. Well, there you should go, your first fucking pitfall. Last week, DeMar Hamlin was seen arriving at Highmark Stadium ahead of the Buffalo Bills AFC Divisional matchup against the shitty Cincinnati Bengals. The video of the Buffalo Bills safety walking into the locker room, as well as one in the stadium suites, has gone viral because some people don't believe it was him. Conspiracy theory that it was actually a body double, and on Hamlin ran wild across the internet. On Saturday afternoon, the Buffalo Bills safety released a video on his social media accounts. He thanked everyone and said that he knows he can make an impact on the world, and this is just the beginning. He ended up by making his famous hand gesture of using two hands to make a heart. Oh, isn't he fucking sweet? Not. Twitter, of course, was loaded with responses and comments to the video. Some gave sarcastic responses and mocked others by referring to the video as a clone. But there are still some who are convinced that the video was not that of DeMar Hamlin. It was someone else. Even going so far as to say some of his tattoos were different. Some even noted that artificial intelligence can use images of people and create new content. Hello? CIA been making Bin Laden videos, fake Bin Laden videos for years. And they even bragged about it. Because I saw people analyze a lot of Bin Laden videos and says, dude, this isn't him, or this is older footage. Well, how do you say that? Well, they can tell by the gray in certain spots. Plus the fact that the guy, kid was, the guy was already having kidney dialysis when Clinton was still in office. You know? Then he shows up at the fucking game wearing a hoodie, the whole fucking thing. Nobody can really see who this guy is. It's pretty fucking obvious. With AI now, the, you, you see the commercials with a lot of these fucking, um, especially the video games. The video games are getting very, very good in detail. They can mimic all human facial expressions. I know some of the ads I see for stuff is pretty badass. And I'm sitting there going, wow, this 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 will look fucking cheap within another year or two. So they're constantly improving shit. And then I've also better enjoy it while they have it because pretty soon they won't need actors. These sports figures, they won't need sports figures. They'll just create a sports figure. They'll, call, they'll get a guy and call him Fletch. And how many RBIs will he have? Doesn't matter. They can make any fucking statistic they want. They can computer generate a statistic and it'll all be fake. It's coming, man. The days of these guys get multi million dollar contracts, football players, especially blacks, think they're being oppressed and take a knee. I'm sorry, dude. You get paid to catch a fucking ball. Millions of dollars, and you think you're oppressed? Go to any other country in the world and tell me that you can get paid millions of dollars for catching a funky ball. To mention, we have joking called the NFL's National Fountain League. All these guys have rap sheets almost as long as the many tattoos they have in their fucking arms. Bunch of scuzz buckets, man. Jesus. Not to mention, they talked about the stats. How much back child support these players have to pay, uh, the NFL's pay out before they can even sign a contract. That's fucking insane. Sad story, too, as well. Uh, fully vaccinated and boosted six-year-old child dies suddenly. So, yeah, man, don't give your kids death shot because this shit is no joke. Okay, so there's a lot of good things to cover up, or I should say cover on STS uh, this evening. And um, I always recommend you guys go to Bongino Report. It is a new drudge. The drudge Report is, is no longer relevant. It's got to um, got to get rid of that. 
because pretty much Drudge does not exist anymore. So anyways, uh, I'm going to go over a whole line of itinerary of things coming up here after these brief messages. And uh, again, you want to call in, it's area code 607-203-5423. We'll be back right after these brief messages. want to fix America's police and take the country back in the process? If you answered yes, then CSPOA needs you. CSPOA.org, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, is an organization comprised of citizens, sheriffs, police, and other government officials. We are taking America back sheriff by sheriff, county by county, and state by state. And we need you. Over 300 sheriffs constitutionally trained. We teach public servants the Constitution and need your help. Become a part of the solution today at CSPOA.org. Are you a native son or daughter of the South who pleads the stars and bars? Someone not born in Dixieland, but who is a Johnny Reb at heart and looking for a place to shop that promotes Southern heritage? Well, your search is over. Dixie Republic is the place to go for all things celebrating the Confederacy and promoting Southern pride. Inside the log cabin just outside Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, Dixie Republic has t-shirts, hats, videos, flags, books, belt buckles, and some of the best mouth-watering barbecue sauce that will ever touch your lips. There's just about everything you want honoring the South at Dixie Republic. Well, you say that South Carolina's a bit too far for you to drive? Have no fear, my friend. All of this is just a mouse click away. Go online at www.dixierepublic.com. Your home for all things celebrating the Confederacy and promoting Southern pride. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio at ResolutionRDO.com. It's not just our water we need to filter. It's not just our food that needs to be cleaned. It's the air we're breathing, especially for our children. The artificial particulates, the chemicals, is absolutely weighing down our immune systems. The same team based right here in America that brought you the Alexa Pure groundbreaking water filtration systems have now developed Alexa Pure Breeze. Whether it's your home or office, you owe it to yourself, your coworkers, your family, your children. Do the best job you can to purify your air. The elite are masters at poisoning our environment while themselves doing things that mitigate or avoid most of the toxic effects for themselves. The general public doesn't. 
The Alexa Pure Breeze would be a steal at $300, $400, One of these systems can keep 800 square feet incredibly clean. This is a system I'm personally putting in throughout my house, replacing older, more expensive filters that didn't do as good a job. Find out why this system is so revolutionary today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The St. Thomas Show with St. Thomas on ResolutionRDO.com. Call in or listen now at 607-203-5423. That's 607-203-5423. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Thank you very much. My name is Joel Price. I'm from Lamar County, Alabama, and I represent the League of the South. Commander Scoop, thank you very much for letting me do this. I want to point one thing out about Commander Scoop. Right there on his hammer, it says the word Ray Hole. That is the answer to every bit of this. This is how you do this. You do this through racial holy war. That is the only thing that will ever, ever bring about any kind of hope or solace for our people. Racial holy war. I want to tell you the two most important things that I can possibly imagine that anybody could ever say to anybody. First and foremost, we must secure the existence of our people and the future for white children. They're here. Somebody wants to ask you why that is important. It is important because just like Dr. Neal said earlier, we paraphrase because the beauty of the white area woman must not perish from the earth. That is the answer to all of the theories. I think one of the most important things we could ever do, and I'm not trying to turn this into any kind of juvenile thing, if you do not know the 14 words, use your motherfucking fingers and learn them tonight. We must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. If you cannot say that, brothers and sisters, I don't know how much you love your race. Secondly, and to end this, the most important thing that I think I could possibly share to my people,
Welcome back to the Resolution Radio Network at ResolutionRDO.com. This is the Sunny Time of Show, and I am he, Sunny Motherfucking T. If you want to call in, it's 607-203-5423. That's area code 607-203-5423. So a couple things I wanted to point out that I had seen is um, we see that more tech companies are um, laying off uh, some more workers. And um, we saw that uh, Am- uh, not say Amazon, but uh, you not YouTube, uh, shit, <sighs> fascist book, Google, and others have all uh, have all been uh, starting to lay off thousands of workers. And um, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious some of the reasons why because they don't have uh, they're. they're they're starting to get caught on some of the shit that they're doing, especially since the release of the Twitter files. But then the most recent one I've seen a drop is PayPal. Apparently, they are dropping about 2,000 employees um, as well. So they could be thinning the herd or try to cut some fat off. There's a number of things going on there. But I thought that was um, pretty interesting um, overall. So that's one aspect to note the economy is starting to tank a little bit. With the inflation as well as everything else going crazy with that usurper in our White House, uh, another interesting metric to decide on how the economy is doing is uh, cardboard boxes. Yes, cardboard boxes. The, apparently, the amount of orders for cardboard boxes have gone down almost eight percent, which means businesses are not shipping out products. That could also mean Amazon is not shipping out as much either. Uh, I also heard that Amazon is going to be uh, cutting some workforce people as well, but I think it's more on their uh, support as opposed to the distribution centers. But uh, that does say a lot because people basically um, – I did see somewhere that the biggest the biggest drop in the cost of living uh, as far as um, value money and everything else has been the biggest since 1932. I don't know if it's that much of a big thing because I know the 70s are pretty shitty. But um, that's a very interesting statement that, that basically since at the height of the Great Depression that uh, we're starting to go that bad. I remember it was pretty bad in 08 before the Super Obama fucking came in. Of course, like most Democrats, they think they could spin their way out of a fucking recession and depression. It don't work that way. You want to know how you get rid of that shit? You get the banksters and the bloodsucker off your fucking neck. Chancellor Hitler did that in 1933 by abolishing usury and putting direct work programs for the people to help build the Autobahn and other infrastructures in Deutschland. Within two years, he had full employment. His unemployment rate was like 0.3%, considered well over a third 
of the country was unemployed and on the verge of civil war because of the fact that they were uh, the depression had made, exacerbated matters even worse after the treaties of, of Versailles had totally fucked Deutschland big time. So yeah, Cobra boxes are a great barometer on how uh, the economy is doing because if people aren't ordering Cobra boxes, um, nobody is Oh shit! So the drummer of Earth, Wind, and Fire had died yesterday. Holy fuck! And what that means they're going to be uh, the way that that tour they just booked. Fred White. Oh, is that one of the? Is that the youngest brother? Yep. Holy shit. He joins our brothers Maurice, Monty, and Ronald in heaven and is now drumming with the angels, said his brother Verdeen White. He's the bass player, by the way. Uh, phenomenal bass player um, overall. Okay, so that that's sad. So I'm kind of curious to see. Um, I'm assuming they'll take a little time off to deal with that. And... Uh, See, can, I'm assuming they would have. If he just died, they may not have anything up on the website as far as um, uh, as far as news. Look at the website right now. Uh, so, so uh, out of date. Well, yeah, because Maurice has been dead for a number of years now. Um, he, he was starting to have some health issues, and basically, he was just um, doing like some of the big gigs, like uh, when they played the halftime at the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Earth, Wind, and Fire since I was a kid. Um, I used to get in my mom's room while she was at work and steal her albums so I could listen to them while she was at work. Yeah, that's um, that's unfortunate. I always liked Earth, Wind, and Fire. But they really pissed me off when Obama came in. They really showed um, the thing. Plus, Bernadine actually had Obama logos on his jeans. So, uh, yeah, not too cool, man. Not very cool at all. And, of course, they got to play at the White House for that usurper. So that was an issue in itself. Okay, well, that's good to hear. So thanks, Toto. Um, okay, so, again, the Cobra boxes are a good barometer of how the economy is starting to go down because people are not ordering boxes. I know I've done a lot of uh, shipping and receiving stuff myself over the years and warehouse duties and so I know all about fucking having to order items. So a lot of times you order boxes, you order lots of bundles, that's for sure. So Ozzy is obviously uh canceled his tour. Apparently he's uh still dealing with the surgery from the spinal injury, but he's also got Parkinson's disease. So uh yeah, he's pretty much done. He's seventy four. He's a bumbling idiot anyway, so he can't really understand a word he says when he talks. And uh, so at least he was able to finish his time with Black Sabbath. 
and um, a few years back, and that's it. Uh, another another athlete has died suddenly. Um, trying to see where Ty Wells. Apparently, he's the University of Arizona swimmer. Um, he's a fifth-year swimmer at the Arizona swim team. Died on Friday. Cause of death still known, according to individuals close to the team. 23. Took a shot. And see, one of the uh, doctors had, had came on, I think it was on uh, Kate Daly's show. So the reason why athletes are dying more than the normal people is because of the fact that um, when when you're when you perform at that level, your amount of your oxygen intake is dramatically increased, as well as the um, strain on the system. And so, if this extra creating blood clots, doing other things, I can see how it can easily lead to myocarditis, as well as um, other situations, as well as strokes. And, and other things. And they said it doesn't attack everyone the same way. Some people do other things, too. Um, main thing I've been seeing is if you're pregnant and you've got, and you took the shot, your baby's going to wind up dead or uh, if not a stillbirth, um, you could easily abort the baby. Not to mention it will make you sterile. So that's another problem in of itself. So that's a, another problem that's happened there is that these athletes are dropping like flies. Actually, there's a meme I posted today that says flies are dropping like athletes. <laughs> that's some fucked up shit. So another meme I come across <clears throat> that uh, kind of irked me a little bit is um, you always get this thing where whatever happened to um, man being the king of his own castle, and so someone had sent me a meme of this nice-looking house, actually. And uh, basically, the husband is sitting out on the patio with a blanket uh, with his dog laying next to him. She's relaxing after winning an argument with wife. Now, that's bullshit. Because of the fact that we've really seen a lot of the social engineers and how they're destroying marriage, the whole concept and tradition of it itself. And um, I've always criticized on this program many times over the years that celebrities have actually been one of the main ones that destroyed the, the, the institution of marriage when they use it as a fashion accessory. You know, Elizabeth Taylor is probably one of my favorite culprits to point out. She was married five times to four different men, okay, twice to Richard Burton. So that's the thing that gets me going the most is the fact that they uh, – they don't take it serious. You see how so many celebrities, as soon as they get married and all of a sudden it fizzles out within a year or two, for a number of reasons. A lot of times it's because there's no children involved. Um, I've seen some situations where high-profile weddings or marriages or even relationships. Uh, what was that? Drew Barrymore, I think, was married to Seth Green. Of course, if I recall, he was a Jew. But the bottom line, I guess he had a cancer issue or some shit at one time. And she was staying with him in the hospital bed or whatever. And uh, he was lamenting the fact that he thought he might die or whatever. But he was hoping that uh, Drew would at least consider, you know, having children. And obviously she didn't. 
at least not with him. I think she finally had a couple of kids uh, several years later with somebody. But um, saw with Sandra Bullock. She married uh, Jesse James. And that fizzled after about, what, three, maybe four years? Two at the earliest? Because obviously she wasn't having any children. So instead of her not being able to have children for whatever reason, um, she goes and adopts a fucking nigglet. Oh, she's virtue signaling. What, what the fuck? You know the thing that pisses me off the most? How many orphan children do we have available for adoption in the United States? You got to go to Africa to get a darkie? Dude, how many darkies can you get here? That's bullshit. Madonna had to be stopped because she was starting to try to adopt, what, up to two children from Africa? Malawi or some shit. So, I mean, it's a fucking joke, dude. It's virtue signaling. And we've seen in many of these uh, situations where even after they got a, a celebrity parent and they're taken care of, they have no appreciation whatsoever. None. Look at Delina Richie's uh, quote-unquote daughter. That's not his blood daughter. She's, she's an adoption. Because him and his wife couldn't have any children for whatever reason. Okay? So, Nicole Richie's a joke. And then she got involved with the fucking uh, the Hilton, Paris Hilton thing. And she became known as a skank. So, I mean, seriously. What, you ever see her in these shows? No. She, she's absolute fucking, what a waste. You know, it is kind of nice, though, when you do see children of actors that actually go and start their own careers and become very viable themselves. I mean, obviously, a uh, very prolific actor, Michael Douglas. Sadly, he's a Jew, but, you know, but Michael Douglas for from the late 70s until probably at least 10 years ago was a very top-rated actor. Um, and, of course, his father is Kirk Douglas, who was a, one of Hollywood's leading men for a long time. And... Uh, one of his last major films that I had watched and actually just watched again recently is the final countdown. The um, Charlie Sheen, not Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen, where they're on the USS Nimitz and the Nimitz goes back in time two days before Pearl Harbor and has an opportunity to try to stop the incident. Um, and then they get time thrown back and back to the present. But it was a cool movie uh, for the time period. And you get a lot of see a lot of close-ups of the Nimitz itself, and uh, especially if you are a ship buff, uh, a lot of people like movies that have a lot of really cool angles like that. So you get to see a lot of shit. Bottom line is that that was one of Kirk Douglas's last major roles, and he was okay. I thought he was kind of marginalized. Uh, he's, like, he's just like any other skipper on on a ship. So I mean, it wasn't really you know prolific. Not like it was like maybe the war wagon with John Wayne, you know, some good shit there. But anyways, but this thing is men are becoming subservient to their to their wives is something the social engineers have been pushing now for well over a hundred years. The paterfamilias was always headed by the by the father, and in many Asian countries um, and cultures, that is still the case. So whoever is the head of the family is in charge. It's the tip of the pyramid. In Western societies, we used to be like that. Um, that's one of the reasons why I think the Godfather is so enduring because of the fact that it's very old world. When you see the opening scenes of the wedding ceremony going on with with uh, Corleone's daughter, um, you see them all the dancing and singing and all this stuff going on. Okay, A lot of weddings, you don't see that anymore. 
Um, now, because of the fact they're from Italy, um, that's part of their traditions. And uh, plus the fact that a lot of them brought their traditions with them, and for at least two or three generations in check. The problem is, once their descendants became Americanized, they lost a lot of that. A lot of them can't even speak Italian anymore. They speak, you know, speak pig Latin or kitchen Italian, based on something their grandmother taught them when they're making uh, manicotti or whatever. I mean, seriously. So a lot of that gets lost in the American experience. Me personally, <clears throat> I don't give a damn what language you speak in privacy in a home. I encourage you to speak your native tongue. Absolutely. But when you step at that door and you deal with the American public, you better be speaking English, motherfucker. Because if I can't understand you, we're not communicating. It's just that simple. But this thing where, oh, I can't do something unless I go home and talk with the missus. Now, sometimes you can use that as a diversion tactic as basically saying, yeah, okay, I don't want to tell you no, but I'm really not interested. Or, um, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. Now, I'd rather just be straight up instead of beating around the bush. Look, do you want to do this or not? Okay. Now, that being said, somebody, again, look, you know, Maybe my wife makes more money in the family. Maybe she maybe she runs the books, okay? Maybe I'm agreeing that wife pays the bills. Even if you're bringing home the money, she pays the bills, okay? For whatever, whatever reason, maybe she has a talent. Maybe she's better at bookkeeping. Uh, maybe you just don't want to fucking do it, and by default, she has to do it, okay? I can see you conversing with your wife and say, hey, you know, I, I got a proposition or a, uh, uh, an expenditure that may be coming up. Yada, yada, yada. But my biggest thing is this bullshit. Or like, for example, if, if let's say you're arguing with each other. You know, I could, let, let's just say the husband's sitting there in a the fucking can, and they're basically just taunting each other like, oh, yeah, you, you you couldn't do shit if you tried. Fuck you, motherfucker. You couldn't fucking do this even if you wanted to. I mean, they could just be hollering at each other because maybe that's just part of your fucking climate that, that you guys feel comfortable with, okay? The neighbor's here, next thing they call the cops. I think they're arguing, they're fighting. Cops bang on the door, cops come, someone has to be arrested. That's just the way the fucking law, and that law is bullshit. Absolutely bullshit. And they damn near strip search the woman to see if she's got a mark on her. Hell, she could have just fucking hit herself, and then they try to blame it on you. I mean, it happens all the time, man. Cops call, they, they, they got to do paperwork, they might as well make it a full report. That's just the way it works out, dude. It's a fucking scam. Let's try to cast the spring bro, man. Those those motherfuckers are just a bunch of criminals. But anyways, so um, that's the issue in itself. But bottom line is, we've really taken away the power of the family, of the paterfamilias, and also the opportunity for the man to make the decision. Because in a hunter-gatherer society, the man goes out and gets the food. You You look at Indian tribes... The men go out on hunt or go on warpath, whatever case may be, okay? Women stay home. They process the, 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 the animal, turn it to everything they need, um, make the skins, make the teepees, boil the food, whatever the case may be. The women have always been the defenders of hearth and home, and the men are the protectors, but they also go out and, and seek shit. That's generally how it is. It's no different if you had a housewife stays home, does laundry, raises the kids, while you're out there slaving away in a fucking factory line, okay? This isn't the 1950s anymore. Those days are long gone. So both people have to work now. But that's part of the reasons why they push for women in the workplace, because, oh, you can have a career. Yeah. You'd rather have a career than fucking children. 
That's what they're pushing on. It's just another form of white genocide and mass birth control because of the fact that, look at these women. They, they go and they bust their ass. Some of them are very successful entrepreneurs, maybe make an empire of their own. But all of a sudden, one day they realize, they wake up, they're like, hey, I'm 47 years old, and I have, no, I have nothing to leave this to. Oh, I might have a niece or a nephew, okay? Well, what the fuck do you think they're going to give a shit? Probably not. Depends on how close you are to them. The bottom line is this. You have nothing. You created something. You have nothing to leave. And that's one thing the globalists want to do. They want to end inheritances. So no matter what you do in your life, you create a successful business chain, create a product, have a copyright on it, you get, or you're even a rock star, okay? They want to eliminate heritage, not inheritance. So you get nothing, absolutely nothing. So someone like Lisa Maria Presley, whose father, Elvis Presley, is probably one of the best-selling dead artists of all time, wouldn't get a fucking dime from his estate because of the fact that he's not there to collect it. That's what they want. If anything, they'll find some excuse to give it some charity instead of his, his own fucking daughter. Okay? That's exactly what they want. Peace, Lisa Marie Presley. Okay? Hopefully, she will be buried on Graceland. I think that's the proper place for her to rest. And hopefully, Priscilla uh, has plans to be there as well. I think that's actually proper um, overall. So let's see where Lisa Marie um, might be buried. Oh, she's going to be at Graceland. Sweet. Lisa Marie Presley's sarcophagus is unveiled at Graceland. Um, as family prepares to bury tragic music heiress next to her son, Ben, and late father, Ellis. Lisa Marie Presley's tomb has been unveiled at Of course, this is Last week, <clears throat> her sarcophagus matches her son Benjamin's, which is who she will be laid to rest next to across from her famous father Elvis. The families expect to have a private ceremony ahead of the public service. That's interesting. Oh wow, it's definitely above above ground. That's fucking beautiful. Wow, that is gorgeous. Nice big marble slabs. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, her her uh her son does look a lot like Elvis. But that's probably because he guy had no talent. Plus the fact when, dude, that's a large shadow, man. Your grandfather was Elvis Presley, you know? How can you fucking how can you ever come out from behind that? Well, but that being said, if he has no, because Lisa obviously had new musical talent. I heard her records; they sucked. She can't sing a lick. That being said, um, um, that's unfortunate. But you know, there's a lot of people that actually go and uh, do other successful things besides the same industry that their uh, their their ancestor was. So, I mean, that's a, that's a serious thing in its own right. So, <clears throat> uh, some people do other things too. Lars Ulrich, apparently his father was a fairly renowned tennis player. Um, instead of going in tennis, he decided to, to be a drummer and became the drummer of one of the best-selling metal bands of all time. So, I mean, I think he way overshot his dad's uh, success 
as a uh, as a uh, sports guy. You know, biggest thing is like I said, going back to the the the, the, the husband thing, and you know, this biggest thing is er, ever since they pushed for for suffragette movement, allowing women to vote, um, and, and plus the fact they understand basic psychology, so women are going to vote more on emotional issues, especially when they're younger. They have a tendency to vote Democrat when they actually start earning their bones and actually start working their way up, maybe actually have a family and bust their ass, they start going more conservative and start voting Republican. That's the type of shit that goes on, you know? So like I said, it, it's it's a crock, but that's just how things pan out. So it, it's something that needs to be looked into because of the fact that we've done so many different things to keep the houses divided that, um, you know, uh, that's why a lot of millennials don't even want to think about having children until they're almost in their 30s. And they don't want more than two because they know if they do and the thing doesn't work because it's sickness and his health don't mean shit anymore to a lot of these people. You know? Again, celebrities get married and divorced as much as they change outfits. Trying to create a legacy just doesn't work much anymore. And then there's those that you really love and care about that you be with and you spend the rest of your life with. That's what fucking matters. A lot of these people are so fickle. Oh, this ain't working out. Let's just get a divorce. That's because they know they got a court. The fucking court's going to side with the woman. They're going to fuck the man over. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Look at Joe Stack. When the IRS is going to try to take his house, he said, fuck that shit. He burned it down to the ground. And then he fucking got his, uh, his, in his private airplane and kamikaze the IRS building in fucking Houston, Texas. That was badass. That that was wicked, man. That's a guy who had enough. <laughs> That's pretty good. But anyways, uh, like I said, Ozzy's canceling his tour. Brett is doing another a major tour this summer. A lot of these rockers, these baby boom rockers, are on their mid sixties to mid seventies, and maybe some even a little bit older. Uh, like I said, Jeff Beck just died. He was seventy nine. So I would highly recommend that these next four or five years. Um, you really need to go see a lot of these legacy artists because this is their last hurrahs. I don't care if it's Rod Stewart. I mean, Neil Diamond, I don't tour anymore. I think he's got, um, I think he's got cerebral palsy, maybe Parkinson's. I don't remember. I, I know he's doing a tour and he start, he cut the tour a little short because he realized he was having a hard time functioning on stage. Um, I never got to see him live. I heard he's always had a, a dynamic show. Uh, but, you know, I guess we'll just have to watch videos. So, um, again, Kristen McVie, the keyboardist from Fleetwood Mac, died uh week of Thanksgiving. So, like I said, I think people really need to go and see these artists. Besides, a lot of these newer bands suck anymore, dude. I, most of the shit's all tuned down, fucking growling shit. Oh, they got these dumbest names like Fallout Boy. I mean, seriously, Alien Ant Farm. I mean, it was bad enough in the... 50s and 60s, everybody had to be the something, you know? The animals, the beetles, the doors, you know? The partridge family. I mean, seriously, everything had to be the something. So I guess as a as a protest, called the the or the the or the the, whatever you want to call them, came out, and I think they did because everything had to be the. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that was kind of like a, you know, a finger in the eye to fucking naming bands. So people started coming with more cool names like Iron Maiden and Kiss and Def Leppard and Deep Purple and fucking bands like that, you know. 
saying, you know, another one, the who. I mean, who, who's on stage? Who? Who? Yeah, who? Oh, you got a fucking Al on stage? So, I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, uh, but that Al sure made a lot of noise. Smash guitars and doing all sorts of windmills and all sorts of shit. Uh, my, my, my generation. You know, actually, that song was pretty cool, except for that fucking stuttering. I know they did it on purpose, but it's like, man, they didn't have the stuttering. It actually be a badass song. Like I said, you've got to see these legacy artists. I mean, like I said, just this evening, I just saw, thanks to Toto, the drummer from Earth, Wind & Fire died yesterday. So, it sucks, man. So, I mean, seriously, they'll probably have a, a slight delay before they do the tour. I don't think they tour in the spring anyway, so take some time to grieve, because that's obviously a musical brother as well as an actual blood brother. So, that's going to take a little bit of time to get over that hump. But they've already got the stuff locked in, so they... They'll just dedicate every show to, to him, Maurice, and Roland. So, pretty obvious. But a lot of these artists are, are, are leaving, folks. They're finishing the tours. I got to see Kenny Rogers on his farewell tour before he died. Man, that was awesome. One of the greatest rated vocalists of, in American history. Got to see his last tour, man. The Dealer's Last Tour. No, no, the Gambler's Last. Yeah, the Gambler's Last Deal Tour. That's what it was. So that that was uh, pretty cool to see that as a a fitting career of almost fifty of yeah over fifty years, and um, and then he died. Man, I was like, man, Dolly Parton, she's up for two. If she's on tour. Go see her, man. So I'm telling you, it's definitely gonna be some shit. Okay, so uh, lastly, apparently Biden's attorneys are going after anyone that questions Hunter Biden's fucking shit. So, I had a story earlier, but uh, I'm trying to see. Uh, it's already kind of cycled out. But basically, they're going after anyone who fucking, uh, they're trying to say that, here it is, Hunter Biden retaliates against critics. So, this is pretty interesting. Uh, Hunter Biden admits laptop is real, threatens Tucker with lawsuit, wants criminal probe with those who report on his personal computer data. This is where it's interesting, because <clears throat> they go out and say, oh, uh, Biden has seemingly finally made his infamous laptop is really his. He's not calling for a criminal investigation of those who share the data with media sources. and threatening Fox News host Tucker Carlson with a defamation lawsuit. Trying to say, well, it's stuff on there. You can't do that. It's proprietary shit. Dude, I don't care what bullshit you got to say in this article, okay? To a computer place. He had work done on it. The work was done. And it's written in the contracts. I know I've done shit myself. And they'll tell you, if you don't have your shit picked up within X amount of time, it becomes property of the person you left it with. I don't care if you leave your car at a place and you haven't fucking come and get it. They can fucking get a lost title on your shit to recoup their money, man. Um, lots of shit. So, bottom line is, and here's the thing. You go to some place like the Geek Squad at uh, Best Buy, okay, and they go they go fix up your shit and get up and run. Dude, they find any questionable material on your shit, they're obligated by law to call the authorities. If they find child support, uh, child porn on your fucking shit, they have to call the law, man, because it's a law. And there's a lot of fucking kitty porn on Hunter Biden's laptop. And with narcotics present in the room. So my main thing is, is like, dude, hello? The guy's a criminal. 
But then they're trying the way they're trying to write this article is, oh, it's kind of like, well, you know, um, I don't have a search warrant, so I'm just going to open up your trunk and, ooh, look at all this money. Or, ooh, look at all this fucking kilos of cocaine that you got in there. Oh, wait, there's a dead body in there. Well, guess what? The court would throw it out because it's a bad search. Didn't have a warrant to search the trunk. <laughs> Basically, the judge can throw it out, no matter what's the contents of the fucking shit, is what they're trying to say. Nah, dude. There's certain things about criminal activity on computers like that. Um, he, I'm sorry. It, and the guy followed the appropriate links. He called the authorities. He called the FBI because that's supposed to be one of the things the FBI claims they're supposed to be renowned about is enforcement. The FBI have become the Stasi for the left. Anyone who's ever lived behind the Iron Curtain knows what that's like. Check out Harold Zeger's book, Freedom's Nightmare, and find out what it was like for him growing up behind the Iron Curtain in East Deutschland. Which is like shit. Okay, so we're going to be wrapping up the um, program. Uh, we've been trying to stay up and making sure all the programs are up on time and uh, are caught up. We still have some uh, uh, some other shows are backlogged on. Others are catching up very quickly, and we're trying to stay up on some other ones. So we encourage you to check out more at resolutionradio.com. And uh, we are our numbers are definitely starting to uh, pick up a lot. Um, almost that's here. I was actually very surprised to see this. Almost 8% of our listening audience is now in Russia. Uh, over 5.16% in the United Kingdom. Still got a pretty strong, almost 5% in Canada, and 3.8% in Deutschland. Hey, here. So that's always pretty cool shit. So uh, that's definitely looking nice. Very nice. So we're getting listenership on a lot of places over the globe. We've got listeners in Brazil, Argentina, South Africa, Mali, Ghana, Morocco, Saudi Arabia, Jordan. That's interesting. United Arab Emirates, Pakistan, India, China, Japan. Oh, almost 2%. Almost 2% in Australia. So some of the stuff are actually picking up. Indonesia was starting to pick up, but it's falling off. The bottom line is we've been uh, trying to stay on top of stuff. We've been getting a lot of good stuff here. So I encourage you to check out the shows, um, especially American Distant Voices. Uh, we also have been – we added Kate Daly show last summer, but now we're trying to really stay on top of it. Um, her hour she does with Alex Jones on Wednesdays, we feature here. So we syndicate it here. We're actually starting to pick up a lot of listenership. Um, Nordic Frontier is also, we've been able to get that formatted properly. So those listenerships are starting to go up. Plug the cesspool is still one of our uh, main ones. We also add Fascination uh, with Jazz Hammock Fields and Warren Balog. So we're getting a lot of stuff there on some of those. Um, I was hoping to re-add Solo Storm, but there's still have some format issues because Odyssey doesn't allowed downloads, and I have directly messaged Kyle Hunt about that very issue to see um, if he may have answered that. 
Hopefully he does another documentary and follow up to Hellstorm because I was very impressed with Hellstorm. I think it would um, definitely behoove him to uh, follow it up with that. Okay, let me see here. Yes. Okay, so um, definitely encourage you to check out the programs and um, support Resolution Radio Network. Definitely could use your support. Uh, we've been able to overcome some difficulties here, but we could definitely use your financial support. We're nearly completely out of the Resolution Radio uh, blood teas. I think I have a couple of larges left. Uh, you can get yours for $25 plus $5 shipping and handling. I'd like to order another batch, but I have to order a whole other case. And um, I'm eventually doing an online store, but I have to make up. I have other versions designed, but I don't have the extra funds to um, uh, set those up, invest it, so I can uh, get it to sustain itself. But we had a lot of positive feedback on the resolution rate of blood teas. And uh, uh, a lot of people had also sent us photos of them sporting those uh, things, including Andreas Johansson from Nordic Frontier over in Sweden. So that was badass to see him in a uh, resolution rate of blood tea. That was for sure. All right. So we are going to sign off. George, you check out other programs as well. We're going to try to tighten up some of our lineup here soon. Go from there. So salancha ma. And we will catch you next week. I did an excellent interview with Michael Harris, formerly of Arch Rival, a prominent Dayton metal band from the late 80s or 90s. I'm formatting that as well. So we'll be able to feature his entire career as uh, stuff from Arch Rival as well as solo stuff, including Darkology and some other projects he's done. So you'll be able to hear a lot of cool stuff from Michael Harris uh, coming up here as well. So thank you very much for Michael. Catch up with us. Feature some of the music and a lot of good shit. You're going to really enjoy this summer stuff. All right, Salancha Ma, and we will catch you next week. See ya! You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com. My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours. Our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars, high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black and brown. So kinsman, duty calls. The future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have an effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea.
stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look toward the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever. Hi, this is Ron Paul. I am a former congressman, physician, and presidential candidate. The world is in turmoil. Things like Ebola, earthquakes, wars, and famines are commonplace. As Americans, we are largely sheltered from these events. However, in parts of the world, just having enough food is a huge problem. For some of us, there is the nagging thought that we may not always have it so good. So we keep some food on hand just in case. My family and I have found a product that helps us do this better. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With it, we eat healthier and store a little more food. We freeze dry everything we love to eat, and it lasts up to 25 years. Who knows what the future will bring? One thing's certain, my family and I will always have food on the table. To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-763-5999. That's HarvestRight.com or 800-763-5999.